This episode is deemed not safe for work. Put on your headphones, turn down the lights, and relax. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Lex Files. And, uh... Today is going to be the first of what I hope to be many, many unorthodox podcast episodes. Well, alright, I must admit they're not necessarily completely unorthodox. This was a topic that I promised to my listeners when I I first created this... um, this podcast here on Anchor, I suppose a better word to describe it would be racy, raunchy, perhaps. But since this is the very first of a series that I hope to do, I'm going to try and make it into something a bit more tasteful. I suppose the rest of the episodes in this particular series will still uh, will will still have a bit of um, what's the word a bit of subtlety to it. Today, I would like to talk about fetishes. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 pretty big on fetishizing certain certain body types, certain personalities, and certain situations, but right now I'd just like to discuss a particular reason for, or no, 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 not a reason, more of a a particular source of entertainment for me. Um, If you are familiar with my past past career as an escort, you might also be aware that I am hugely, hugely attracted to older men. And I'm sure that many of us here are familiar with certain online phenomena such as the dad bod and uh, the daddy fetish. Uh, But really, this this delightful kink, this sexual deviancy of sorts, has existed for a very long time. In fact, uh, th- there is a there's a there's a term for it in psychology or psychiatry. Was it? I don't know, but they call it the electric complex. Or, you know, I I, I may be mis misnaming it, but the idea is that. Um, person would be sexually attracted to their father or their father figure, or in many cases to people of authority in their, in their direct lives. But of course, that's, um, that's very vague and that's, uh, that's a broad statement because people of authority don't necessarily have to be father figures or fatherly figures. I think it started out very early when I was a kid because I um, 
I both admired and feared my father. The fear wasn't because he was a terrible man, but mostly because he was just a big man. Um, he had a big personality. He laughed a lot. He would throw his head back and rock his laughter. He he liked cockfighting. He was a doctor well loved by the community. And obviously to a child, your father was 10 feet tall. I suppose in retrospect, if I were to look at him in the eyes of a 32-year-old, he would be quite different. He would still have a great um, a, a great carriage. He would be capable of holding a holding a crowd uh, at uh, uh, at bay. He could tell great stories. I, I remember that. And he loved to he loved to eat, and he loved talking. I guess uh, that's where I got. That's where I got my my desire to to speak and to tell stories as well. So that's when I realized, uh, you know, as I, as I grew older, I liked looking for father figures, not necessarily to replace a father that was lost when I was still very very young. He uh, he was murdered when I was around eight or nine years old. But I suppose it was during that time that I desperately needed someone to be an adult when I was still very much a child. It comes as no surprise to me, I guess, that I would look for much older men to, uh, to have sex with or to be partners with. It... It was a lot easier, of course, when I was uh, much younger. But nowadays, it's it's difficult to find older men who are still capable of matching sex drive and and um, desire and creativity in bed. Although that isn't to say that there aren't enough good, strong older men in the world. That's well, that's definitely not the case. I know a lot of older men on, I mean, uh, in my friends list that would be perfect candidates for daddies. Or lovers, I suppose. That's a, that's a better word for it. But the idea of being with an older man isn't as generalized as most people would think, particularly if I were to expound or extemporize on the fetish that I've been carrying for a long, long time. I like older men, yes, in general, but more specifically, older men who are submissive. If this is your first time hearing me talk about such a such a very personal fetish, um, you are of course welcome to leave this particular 
episode, I will mark it as not safe for work, of course, so you don't have to blush when I talk about dominating a much, uh, much more mature man, bringing him to his knees. And despite him being my daddy, I would be Mr. Ah, uh, just thinking about that gets me hard. But anyway. I did have some luck in finding older men who also fetishized being dominated by a much younger man. Or at least a man that was um, in some way younger. Not necessarily just by age, but perhaps by experience. Because there are a lot of um, a lot of adult men who are sick and tired of being the one in control, particularly if they're in business or if they're if if they're leader figures like uh, like managers or CEOs or policemen, perhaps teachers even, and yes, even married men. Men get tired of being in control and of having so much expectation brought upon them or responsibility. And on occasion, they do look for someone to just remind them of how awfully human they are. Yeah. It feels good to talk to an older man who is comfortable with being humbled. I personally don't mind being fetishized as well, you know, as a as a as a slave or as a bottom, but I mostly identify with being a master. If I do, and when I do find the right partner, I wouldn't mind playing around with uh, with power roles or positions of of uh, of power. But in general, whenever I talk to people, I tend to go into that aspect of sexual dynamics. I like being in some level of control, but not necessarily to possess the other person. Uh, in their entirety. There's something about... Oh, humiliating a man in power. That turns me on a lot. Something genuinely arousing about it. Not not just in... in uh, in sexual gratification, but more of the intellectual aspect of it. Because when you talk about a man in power, you know that he's not immediately going to give up his his position. That doesn't happen all the time. There is a struggle for release, so to speak. Most of the most of the men I've uh, I've slept with or serviced in some way as a, as an escort 
did not find it easy to let go of their public roles. They had to be talked into it. I mean, we didn't immediately go around, uh, go around to fucking each other senseless, or or, or me tying him up and, and belting him or whatever. It it would always begin with a conversation, usually online or on the phone. We would talk about what he did in his public life and even in his private personal life. You know, with his uh, in at home with his wife and kids. And yes, I have had sex with married men or men in in intimate relationships with other people. And uh, these these men, all of them, always had a question. Am I less of a man for wanting to let go of all of this? Um, am I, do they think that they're that they're being bad bad people? I mean, aside from the fact that some of them were being unfaithful to their to their wives or their or their boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, outside of that, I told them that whatever it was that they were doing was very human. As an escort, and even now as a as a person as a consulting uh, I don't know I wouldn't call myself um, a sex guru or a, or a sex expert I'm definitely not Margarita Holmes um, but as a, a I guess we can call myself as a consulting fetishist I've never seen other people as less than people. They will always be people to me, but they will also have aspects of themselves, aspects of their humanity that stand out or perhaps uh, uh, inspire more curiosity. And one of the one of the aspects of masculinity that I like is the aspect of vulnerable masculinity because it's very different from young men who are vulnerable or men who are in in a role of servitude already when they're vulnerable also very different from womanly vulnerability or female vulnerability they're, those are all very different from each other and, and the only thing that they share is a is a need perhaps or is a, a desire or a an urgency to submit but masculine vulnerability you know when a an MMA fighter or a, or a wrestler or a policeman just wants someone else to be in charge or a soldier who's used to firing guns at, uh, at, at a walking, talking, running enemy it just wants to be tied up, spat at, humiliated in the space of his 
secret mind by somebody who, well, has no experience in being a soldier or being a cop or being CEO to a multi-billion dollar company. The, the, the sheer effort it takes for multi-million dollar man, Mr. CEO of so-and-so companies, you know, the sheer effort that it takes for them to call another person sir, master. Man, that that takes guts. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort for a big man to act small or be small because you are the sum of your parts and sometimes certain parts are more dominant. Well, you know, in a manner of speaking. You'd be surprised to discover how many men in power need to take a break. Especially if they if if their their lives are constantly on this uphill climb to ever and always be at the head of the game. Or even ahead of their, uh, you know, ahead of their enemies and allies alike. These men want to be soft. They want to be broken bit by bit, inch by inch, word by word. And it becomes a, a challenge, of course, for people like myself to find that sweet spot because you don't ha- you don't want to give the same language to every partner. You know, there are certain phrases that you can use, certain habits that you can frequently go back to. You know, your your Pavlovian techniques, your trigger words. Um, But each person, each man that I've ever dominated wanted, wanted to hear something, something different, something uniquely theirs before they could honestly, honestly just fall to their knees and say, thank you, sir. I am ready to submit. There's one man, he was, uh, uh, he was, I think maybe 10, 15 years older than me. I was around 19, 18 or 19 years old. And he was a family man who was married. And he was going through one of the ugliest relationships I'd ever seen a straight man, or really any human being, go through. The, the, 
the wife was a the wife was a firebrand and she they, they never loved each other they were forced into the marriage he was forced into becoming a father because you know both families wanted wanted grandchildren and the only way to really get get anything done was if he if he imagined he was being forced into it by a much more powerful much more terrifying entity you know he wasn't even creating a gender for this force that was making him have sex with his uh with his enforced wife he just needed to to create an image in the back of his mind that he was being enslaved and being turned to this this mindless creature made to stud for for this this woman he wasn't even doing it for the woman he was doing it for this secret voice in his head that was telling him fuck her fuck her give me children give me grandchildren and when he opened up to me i realized that he was looking for an authority figure that didn't see him as somebody who could give anything back you know because being a father or, or siring a child meant that you know he still he he wasn't gaining anything from it he was just creating more responsibilities for himself not only did he have to be a, a decent husband in public he also had to be a good son to his parents a good stepson to his to you know to to the uh the wife's parents and then he would eventually have to be a good father regardless of the the horror that he had to endure in 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 having a child so back then i told him what if i could be that entity what if i could give you the satisfaction quote unquote of course what if i could give you the satisfaction of being used purely for the pleasure of use you would never be able to pay back anything you would never have any authority to decide what you were what you are who you would be in that space and time what if you could be a slave and that was i think the word that piqued his interest because he was already a slave in real life but it wasn't the kind of slavery that he enjoyed he needed slavery he needed to be enslaved in such a way that that made him feel like there was purpose particularly of the sexual nature because having sex with his wife was was a mechanical duty it was a it was a medical responsibility 
But when I made him fall to his knees, unzip my pants and put my dick in his mouth, the shame of putting a younger man's cock in his mouth, sweaty, salty, harder than his could ever be in the presence of his wife, it crushed him and at the same time elevated him to a different status. Not the best blowjob, of course. Used a lot of teeth, which which really I don't mind. I like I like it when people scrape their teeth on my dick. Uh, it was more of he he kept pulling back and hesitating, genuine hesitation, of course, because he thought he would throw up, and he actually did have to throw up in the toilet. But, you know, when he, when he put my dick in his mouth and when I skull-fucked him, he said he had never felt so free. It gave him a thrill that he couldn't find in having sex with his wife or in being in, a, in some sort of business that that would earn him five or six digits a month. He came to me, I think, about six, maybe eight times total. And each time there was a there was a gleefulness in him, a growing happiness and excitement to finally being able to just throw your 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 fucking skin out the window and be left with the will and the desire to be yourself. I mean, I have no idea if this will ever reach that man, but if you're out there, dude, I miss you, and I know you miss me. I hope you are good to your daughter, or your son, or whatever, because you never did tell me anything else about your family. You, you hated talking about them, especially after the first session. Be good to your child or your children. You might not be the best husband, or you might not be the best partner or son, but you can be the best father. And I can say that you are definitely one of my favorite slaves. <laughs> Weird, right? Then again, sex is so much weirder in real life than it is in fiction. If there are older men out there who are looking to discuss kinks, fetishes, particularly when it comes to being with a, a younger man or somebody in a quote-unquote lesser position in, in the public eye, you are free to contact me. You do not have to um, openly declare it. I will never 
reveal your identity, I may talk about you in one of my podcasts, and I'll try to keep as little uh, as little of your public life, you know, exposed. But you have the full confidence of speaking to somebody who knows how to keep his mouth shut regarding your actual life. But if you want somebody who can treat you like the little fucking pup you are, if you want somebody to tie you up, put a belt around your neck and drag you around the fucking room, up and down the stairs, spit on your face, plug you up, and tell you when and where you can piss. Or if you just want somebody to be the big spoon for once, let me know. I'll be around. This is The Lex Files, signing off for the night and wishing you a very, very sexy morning. I'll see you around, you dirty fucks.